Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. everybody welcome afternoon drive goodman fry watch us smileysports.com you can reach us on the rocky mountain forest products twitter feed at t fry at justin adams tv at eric goodman when i said justin adams tv i mean justin adams tv is in the house how are you my friend man looking- doing great looking good feeling good man you're looking fit thank you looking really good what's been going on you you've know, been uh, drinking a lot of water i have been drinking a lot of water stop drinking all that sugar and stuff and eating all that crazy food i gotta get ready man i'm happy a daughter in a couple of months man so i gotta you know get fit to uh probably put on a couple pounds because you know it as soon as you get that baby the first couple of months hard to work out it's hard as ever dude it's you can always find ways i'm getting married next week so congratulations let me see flex go ahead come on come on come on come on come on come on okay and go there it is there it is go what do you mean to go? Come on, Flex. I am Seriously. going. Come on. I'm flexing hard. Come on, man. Justin, dude, come on, dude. Come on, on, man. That's it. <sighs> That's what you got. I was out at the show. I was out at uh, King Supers today. Yeah. And there are all different types of lazy. <laughs> I just discovered a new type of lazy. I probably had about 15 to 20 things in my cart. And there was a guy standing in front of me yeah. <clears throat> with a six pack of Diet Coke. And I'm thinking, dude. You know their self checkout, right? Right. He did not want to do self checkout. Apparently, that he wanted to wait in line to have somebody scan it for him. That is a whole new type of lazy to me. Oh yeah, that is a uh, old school lazy. I, what? What? What is wrong with him? I mean, people that know me well know that I'm always on the go, on the go, mm-hmm. on the go. I'm always in a rush. I always have to get stuff done yesterday. Right. So when I see stuff like that, I do get impatient. I didn't say anything to him, but I'm just looking at him thinking, really? It's a six-pack of Diet Coke, and you can't go through the self-checkout. You are, you are wasting my time. It's not difficult. Well, apparently for him, it was. Uh. With that, time now for the lead. <laughs> The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Okay, for multiple reports, the Walden Penner Broncos ownership group has had conversations with Peyton Manning. Now, this was put out actually last week mm-hmm. that all of the groups actually reached out to Peyton Manning. Now mm-hmm. we know who the ownership group is going to be. But for the Walton Penner group specifically, this could eventually mean Manning being part of the ownership group and having equity in the franchise, which I'm sure if Manning sat down with John Elway back in 1998, Elway would have said, jump on this immediately because Elway would have raked in over $900 million with this. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh, my God, (laughs) Is that crazy? It's not, well, I want to say yes, it's crazy, but it's really not because of the relationship that John Elway had with Pat Bowling, right? right? And so now you look at the relationship that Peyton Manning could have with this new ownership group. But he doesn't have one. Well, go and start to get one, especially if they want to give you equity. How would you feel if you're John Elway, mm-hmm. everything you have done for this franchise, 
you are Mr. Colorado sports. Mm-hmm. You are not from here, but when you talk about Denver sports outside of the state of Colorado, the first name that comes off of everybody's lips is John Elway. And it's as if he is being treated like a pariah. Yeah. And the new pretty girl at the dance is Peyton Manning. It's kind of like that meme, you know, where you have that one person looking back, like he's holding the hand of what, it, what is this, his girlfriend or his wife or whatever. And she's like looking back like, are you kidding me? Why are you looking at this? And the guy's like, ooh, look at this new shiny thing right here for the most part. Right. That's exactly what's going on here. Now, John Elway's still with the franchise, right? Uh, director of football operations, but we don't know how long that will be. Right. And so... I, you know, the reality is, is when you have a new boss, you got to build up the relationships as fast as possible. And hopefully John Elliott is doing that right now. Now, I believe that Manning will likely want to take a stake. Mm-hmm. I believe eventually he and his family would like to own a team. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's an accident. Now, I understand that. You know, Manning's looking for something to do, so he started Omaha Productions. Uh, today, they just reached a multi-year agreement with Caesars, mm-hmm. so he's going to be making even more money. Um, I think he will take an ownership stake. What his role looks like next season, I'm not sure. I think he's enjoying Omaha Productions. I think he's enjoying being with his family and playing golf and being on the speaking circuit. But I'm wondering, what if Manning says in two years, three years, you know what? I would like to be the vice president of football operations. How are you feeling if you're George Payton right now? <laughs> um, how many years left would he have with his deal? George Payton has a six-year deal. So he has six years. He's in year in two, right? He's, he's in, in two. He's into year two. Now, at the end of the day, I mean, if, if George Payton is doing, still doing well, I think the ownership group would be foolish to put somebody above him to make decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it is Peyton Manning, the late Vince Lombardi, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Peyton should be the guy running the show. Peyton doesn't strike me as a guy who really looks over his shoulder anyway. Right. And to be honest with you, I'm not so sure that's the role that Manning would want anyway. Mm-hmm. I think he wants to run the whole thing. I think so too. I think he wants the Joe Ellis role. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. And you think about what Peyton Manning has done in his career as a player, it kind of warrants him kind of being that guy you would think of who could be able to do the same thing in that type of role. But when you talk about what's happening with George Payton then, um, I say if I'm George Payton, I'm trying I'm trying to get that role before Peyton Manning can get that. I'm trying to do whatever I can now to say, look at the success that I have, bring it in Russell Wilson, hopefully bring in a Super Bowl here to be able to get that position and not have to have to look over your shoulder as well. I am not trying to sound like a homer when I say this. Show me some glaring mistakes that George Payton has made in a year and a half. Oh my goodness! Uh, I'm, I'm I'm really I mean hard. I mean like no, I mean, mis- bad ones mistakes. Um, there really hasn't. No, there been really any. hasn't. Well, you know the only the only mistake. No, well I'll give you a mistake. Yeah. I'll give you a mistake that he could have made. Mm-hmm. And that's bringing Gregory. Oh yes, that could be. Yes. but we don't know. Oh, you mean yet. Uh, not not Gregory bringing in um, Deshaun Watson? That could have been a mistake. If you'd have brought him in. No, no, but he didn't. I'm saying he did bring in Gregory. Yes, yes, yes. Who has a history of being on the sideline more than he has been on the field. Yes. And they gave him a lot of money. That could be a potential Mm -hmm. mistake. Other than that, nothing. You know what's interesting, too, with George Payton? Think about this with the linebackers last year. And just the way that he was able to just adjust to the team having so many injuries. I mean, there was at one point that they were talking to Todd Davis about coming back, right? 
Like Todd Davis been retired for several years. Hey, can you please come back? Would you consider it? And then the type of guys that he he picked up, picked up some guys to trades, right? They was able to sign some other um, individuals as well. And then the linebacking core actually looked pretty decent. Were you doing the show with me that day we had Todd on the show? I did. I did. Right. So I see Todd at the gym all the time. And he really doesn't want to play football right right now. Or I'm saying period. You'd have to offer him a boatload of money. Mm -hmm. But yes, they were pretty thin at the linebacker position with all those injuries. Getting back to Peyton, I think people would be obviously very excited. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he wants an ambassador role. He doesn't want to be the guy who's going out glad-handing at events. Mm -hmm. Quite frankly, um, he's a little too big for that. So I don't definitely I don't know what role that he would actually take. Maybe he works I don't know with the quarterbacks or or, or works with Russell Wilson again after again after after you know he did teach him at his camp. Sure. So, so. But my question is this: is that, and this is what we saw with John Elway too when he took the GM role. You know, at first you have to understand you're up very early. You should be working well into the day, mm-hmm. looking over tape, looking over every player, speaking to scouts, doing so many different things. Is that really what Peyton Manning wants to do? Like, does he want to have that day in, day out, working long, hard hours, looking at tape, trying to go and build and construct a team? Or is there something else that that that's better suited for his skill set? That's my question. Okay. I I, I'm going to reverse it onto you. Mm-hmm. Does Peyton Manning strike you as a guy who loves to deep dig into the minutia and do his homework and pick things apart and dot every I and cross every D. Does he strike you as that type of guy? He does. Then, then the answer to your question is yes. That right. is something I think he would enjoy. But the question is with what he's doing now, mm-hmm. my life is like a three ring circus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have this radio show the business side of it, have another business with the auctioneering. I'm working on the show, mm-hmm. going to practices. I'm doing a lot of different things. Right. I love that variety. If all I did every day was just work on this show and that's all I did, mm-hmm. I would be bored out of my mind. Exactly. I like that variety. So for Peyton Manning, he has the freedom to go play in a golf tournament. Right. He has the freedom to do a speaking right, engagement. Right, right. He has the freedom to do the Monday night Manning cast. So he might be enjoying that for a while. So maybe I think what he does is he takes a stake in the team. Mm-hmm. He shows up at Dove Valley. He certainly goes to the games. He might consult with George a little bit. Mm-hmm. He might consult with Nathaniel Hackett, but nothing that is going to be done publicly mm-hmm. listen he's already consulted with drew lock when drew lock was here exactly manning was already doing those things they just weren't heavily publicized mm-hmm. i think he would continue doing that until he felt you know what i have an open door mm-hmm. and that's to it. pretty much that's any it. door in the building i want i don't need to walk in that door right now i'll walk into it when i'm ready and i'll sit down at my office but every office in that building there's a chair waiting for him. Mm-hmm. I've no doubt. Right. And it's an opportunity that when he's ready, he could finally check the box of saying, hey, I want to work in this role. I want to look at all the tape. My number one thing is this, is that it's one thing where you could come in ever so often on your free time or whenever you're ready and be able to do that and then look at film and talk to guys and all these other different things. It's a different thing where you're expected to do so every single day. For the most I'll part. tell you the smart thing to do. If I had to advise Peyton Manning, 
and I'm older than him, mm-hmm. and he might be smarter than me, but I have more wisdom than him because mm-hmm. I'm older, and I've experienced a lot in my life as well. This is the advice I would give him, and it's the same thing my father did when he became vice president of the family business. The family business was on my mother's side. Mm-hmm. My father started sweeping the floors there. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. It was a textile business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started there sweeping the floors. Then he pulled out bolts of bolts of goods, which are fabric, to turn into draperies. Then he cut the fabric for the for the draperies. Then he helped manufacture the draperies. Then he learned how to ship the draperies. Mm-hmm. Then he learned how to sell the draperies. The point is he learned every facet of that business Bingo. before he became the vice president. So now with everything that Manny has going on, he can show up when he wants to. He can sit in on the draft. He can sit in on the coaches meetings. He can sit in on the business meetings. He can sit in on any meeting he wants to. And like a buffet, take a little taste here, a little taste there, a little taste there. No responsibility. Just learning as he goes. And when he feels I can do this. That's when he says to the ownership group, I am ready for this. And the main thing is no pressure, no pressure, no expectations. Because he already has a stake in the team. And it allows you to grow as you're ready. Grow at your own speed. That's the biggest thing for him. Coming up after the break, some potentially good news coming out of the avalanche as we head into game one of the Stanley Cup finals, likely on Saturday the 18th. We'll tell you what that good news is. And it's a double dose, potentially. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Justin Adams TV at Eric Goodman. Justin, uh, joining me today and tomorrow in studio as uh, Terry is taking some time off from me. We've been doing the show for about three weeks already. He needs a vacation. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I should take that personally, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. With that, I want to tell you about my guy and my friend Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. Uh, a long time ago, and I, would say, I want to say a long time ago, maybe about uh, not even two years ago, I decided to put together my estate plan, my will, my living will. I was so overdue on doing it, and uh, working with Dan, he made me feel so comfortable. I had a lot of questions. He was really patient with me. Um, everything is now in order in case, God forbid, something happens. I don't want the courts deciding what's going to happen with my living will. I don't want a doctor deciding what is going to happen. And that is just great peace of mind. But I got to tell you something, whether you're married or not, whether you have kids or not, whether you feel you have a lot of money or not, you should be taking care of these things, specifically your living will. I would highly recommend you talk to Dan. He's the only guy that I would work with. Um, the other thing I love about working with Dan is he checks in with you once a year to see if anything in your life has changed. I'm getting married next Saturday. And that just happened to be the time that he called me and said, we need to make some changes. He said that to me. So I love the fact that he was on top of that. 
go to themckenziefirm.com. That's themckenziefirm.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Jared Bednar says Nazem Kandri, Andrew Cagliano could return to the lineup at some point during the Stanley Cup Finals, depending on the schedule. Uh, My thoughts are it's going to start a week from this Saturday. Now that this is in Game 6, for sure in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I believe that ABC wants a primetime game mm-hmm. on the weekend. I think it is going to last that long. Uh, Bednar went on to say Kadri and Cagliano had similar surgeries, but on different fingers. We know that Kadri had it on his thumb. So with Cagliano, we can narrow it down to one of four. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to take a guess? Uh, pointer finger. Is it this one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> just checking. For those watching on milehighsports.com, yeah. I just did something that the FCC can take our license. Oh, wait a minute. It's uh, it's the internet. They can't. Exactly. The FCC doesn't, um, that doesn't oversee the internet, which in some ways, is a problem anyway. No, always. But, but I digress. I uh, said Kadri was in the gym this morning doing everything that he can do to come back and play. Uh, the fact that this has this is going to go to six games, mm-hmm. the Lightning against the Rangers, um, I got to tell you, I feel good about them coming back, both of those guys. I don't know how severe the injury is when both of those guys need surgeries. Uh, it's my understanding with Kadri, it's on the right hand. Does that sound right yeah, to you? Yeah, yep, yep, it is. He's a right-handed shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, now picture holding a stick, and where does the power come from? Right, right hand. Right hand. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that's going to affect him, but the question is, at 75%, do you want him on the ice? Yes. Yes. If nothing else for his experience and what he could do, not only offensively, but also defensively as well. And... Take a look at this, too. When you look at your power play, who's out there? Kadri. So you want that guy out there to be able to position himself and to get himself open anywhere in a slot or whatnot. Yeah, right but, if he doesn't have, but if he doesn't have much of a shot, he's kind of a liability. Well, if you're, say, what, five feet in front of the goaltender, it doesn't matter. Can, can you guide that thing in? That's the biggest thing. Can he, you go get a rebound? That's that's what I'm saying for and him. And that's fair because he's going to be standing close mm-hmm. to the crease anyway. Yep. So I'm with you on that. The thing that I like about having him on the ice is, and I say this with all due respect to a JT Comfort, mm-hmm. I, I, he has played great Yes, roughly at 13 minutes a game. Yes. But there's a reason why he plays 13 minutes a game. Bingo. And not 18 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. I want Kadri out there for 18 minutes. I want Comfort on the line below, in which he has been excellent mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And that get, that strength, strengthens your third line. And it also puts everybody back in the correct place as well. You right. don't have to go and say, oh, let's go and move one guy. Let's go move Rantanen from the, the top line. Let's go and put him in the second line. You're not moving guys around like we're puzzle pieces. You have guys right where they're supposed to be, and that makes you more potent as an offense. Let's say for the sake of argument, Kadri plays. Mm-hmm. And he plays well. I'm not talking about a seven-game series, he scores five goals. He, he gets a goal and, you know, Four assists. Mm-hmm. Okay, he plays well, right? But he's not dominant, right? What's the best story out of the playoffs? Ooh. Is it the emergence of Kale McCarr on the national scale? Mm-hmm. Is it Kadri dealing with death threats in St. Louis yeah. and then returning from surgery to play in the final? 
less than two weeks after having surgery on a broken thumb. JT Comfers, clutch goals, or is it something else? What's the big story coming out of this? Obviously, if they win. If they win, it would be... Even, even if they lose, what's the big story coming out of well, this? Well, if they lose, to me, it would be... I'm talking about a storyline, not that, oh, they lost the cup finals. Well, the storyline would be if they lose and how much did the time off affect them? Especially when you're a team who swept the first round, one in six in the second round, and then swept the third round. I don't think it's going to affect them at all. I don't. It shouldn't. But I'm saying if they lose, that will be something that people will look at. Okay, let me ask you something. And I don't want to. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be that way. Okay. It's very interesting because a lot of people are comparing this to the Rockies. Right. Which, which is incorrect, by the way. Well, I talked to Dan O'Dowd today. Mm -hmm. And I talked to Jason Hirsch today. Yeah. And we had these conversations. And they both agreed the situations are... They they yeah. agreed the situations are different. Completely different. But I'll explain because I covered that 2017. Mm -hmm. You were probably in high school. No, I was I was in... Come on, man. I was in CU, baby. Uh, come on, buffs. Come on, man. Oh, uh, that's right. You had the best seat in the house standing on the sideline. Oh, line. come on, man. I had the best seat with Dan Hawkins watching a... Great program. Burned and the murals, baby. God. How many people did he con to come to that school? Dear gracious, man. It's not what? even not even come to the school. How about people who left? Okay, I'm gonna tell you oh. I'm gonna tell you a story real yeah. quick. We're getting totally sidetracked. But it's okay. But this is worth telling. Right. Did you play with Curtis Cunningham? I did. Okay. So I'm friends with his dad. Okay. Okay. I'm friends with Jim. JC. Call mm -hmm. him JC. Mm -hmm. So uh are you the same age as Curtis? How old is he? Do you know? Somewhere how, about. How old is Curtis? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. No, we don't know, but we'll just keep going. I'm so he was an All-American at Columbine. Mm -hmm. He had lots of offers. He was offered a full ride to Stanford to play for Jim Harbaugh. Mm -hmm. And he was also offered to play here as well, along with other offers. Mm -hmm. And he was deciding between the two. And JC and I are out for the night. He certainly knows what I do for a living. Right. I got to know Hawkins a little bit. He said, where would you send Curtis? I said, well, listen, going to Stanford, the education there is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, all due respect to Colorado being the, you know, the Harvard of the West. Yeah, it is what it is. So yeah. um, I said, he's going to get a great education at Stanford and playing for Harbaugh would be something special. I said, but I got a feeling about this Dan Hawkins guy. He is impressive. So, of course, Curtis goes to Colorado. Mm -hmm. And I cannot, to this day, I almost feel badly giving him that recommendation. Mm -hmm. Quickly, I think we all found out that Dan Hawkins was P.T. Barnum. Yes. And the brains behind Boise State was Chris Peterson. Immediately. Uh, we knew that, actually, after the 06 season. Hawk love, all that. I mean, it's a different deal when you're like, when you have the helmets on and everything, and you're right under him. I mean, that's the guy I played under. Like, right. I played under Dan Hawkins, so I... Uh, we could just go down this rabbit hole, man. There were so many things that were wrong with that. But getting back to, and I'll be brief about this. So I talked to Dan and I talked to Jason about this. These two teams, the 2007 Rockies and the Avalanche, are two very different teams. As Jason put it to me, and he played on the team. He was mm -hmm. a pitcher on the team. Mm -hmm. He said, we really weren't that good. We just caught fire at the right time. Yes, They caught lightning in a bottle around September 15th. And won every game but one heading into the playoffs. Then they swept the division series. Then they swept the National League Championship Series. Mm -hmm. Dan said to me, when in the middle of game one in the World Series, and now remember, they lost 13 to 1. Right, right. He said, I knew we were in trouble. He's, in so many words, he said to me, I knew the mojo was gone. 
He said, I called around to a lot of other friends of mine who are GMs and said, what do you think we should do during this eight-day layoff? And he said, nobody had a good suggestion because no one had experienced it before. Uh... Now, in hindsight, Dan said to me, I probably would have taken him, in hindsight, I would have taken everybody down to the spring training complex down in Tucson, Mm -hmm. and we would have had some simulated games just to keep us fresh. Right. Jason's idea I actually love better. He said, do simulated games at Coors Field with fans in the stands, sell beer, hot dogs, everything. Fill the place, make it feel like a game to kind of keep us with the momentum. Right. The difference between the Rockies, though, using Jason's words, we weren't that great of a team, and the Avs, who have been expecting to be in this position since day one and are tunnel visioned, mm-hmm. I don't think this affects them one bit. Yeah, and the other difference, too, is uh, that World Series wasn't done in the middle of game one. That World Series was done in the first inning. Yeah. If you remember. I was there. Yeah. I Rockies, was at Fenway. Uh, but Rockies, they strike out all three. So yeah. I get striked out. Yeah. And then the first hitter, first hitter, home run. Game over. Was like that, the whole series. That, over. that was uh, Pedroia. Yeah. yeah. Rookie, whole series is over. Both of them rookies. Yeah. But, but that lineup, that lineup was a hitter's lineup mm-hmm. and a professional hitter's lineup. Dan said to me he thinks it would have been a much more competitive series had they only had like four days off. I would have to respectfully disagree with mm-hmm. my friend Dan because you look at that lineup with Pedroia. Yeah. And Ellsbury, yes. Manny Ramirez, Keep going. David Ortiz, Keep going. and Euclid. <laughs> and it was a professional hitting lineup in which they all had the same plan for each individual pitcher. Mm-hmm. We're going to be patient. Yep. We know what this guy throws. And they just got raked. And that's why it was a sweep. Coming up after the break, Will Barden, Monte Morris. Are they going to be with the Nuggets next year? Now there's a report. They might not be. That's next. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Justin Adams TV at Eric Goodman. Justin, of course, a sportscaster, news guy, newsman, I should say, your man. For Channel 4, you're going to be filling in today and tomorrow mm-hmm. for Terry, who is taking a much-needed vacation from me. <laughs> Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Low T99, testosterone treatment made easy and affordable. For just $129 per month, they'll send you testosterone, supplies, and the price includes lab work. Go to LowT99.com. Okay, per HP Basketball, Will Bart and Monte Morris are available for a trade. Uh, I can totally uh, uh, corroborate the Will Barton part because a week and a half ago I reported that. Right, but uh, I, uh, I have an, an an NBA source told me who's very very 
aware of the Nuggets thinking, said to me, and this is a quote, trading Barton is very high on the Nuggets priority list. And this is when Tim Conley was still Mm. the president Mm. of the team. Okay. With that, um, which guy will be easier to deal? And are you surprised or even upset that Monty Morris is being shopped? I'm not surprised, but I am upset. I'm surprised because obviously you see what happened with Bones Highland, right? You would think that he would immediately be that backup point guard, right? And you saw the explosiveness that he had, especially in game four of the first round. You just saw the excitement, the joy, everything that he brings, and the range that he has as well. I'm upset because you're getting a guy who is a professional backup point guard Mm -hmm. who you know that when you get into the postseason, that's the main thing with this team, right? When you get into the postseason, he's not going to turn over the ball, and he'll give you sufficient minutes so guys like Bones Highland can be able to continue to flourish. That's what upsets me. Well, do you want Bones as a point guard or a shooting guard? I'll take Bones as a shooting guard. Okay. I mean, well, But you have to give him the rock. Here's the thing about the NBA this day, right? Because of everything's now positionless, I just want as many ball handlers as you could get. Now, the thing is, are you going? Are they going to defend? Let me ask That's you. The big, are they going to be able to defend? That's my question. As a guy who is an athlete, mm-hmm. guy who played at CU, um... Would you say you would be a little concerned if I told you that while Bones Highland, charismatic, fun guy to be around, talented, mm-hmm. all of those things are positive. Mm-hmm. What would you think as a guy who played sports at a very high level, if I told you at the end of the season, he still wasn't totally sure or totally aware or totally had his hands around the playbook? Wow. Um, uh, I would say that uh, (laughs) there's a lot of different things going through my mind, to be honest, because uh, I understand how hard it is to understand a playbook. I would say it's this. A, no, no, it's, it's not an NFL or college football playbook. No, no, because NBA, NBA is different. It's a basketball playbook. Do, do you understand? The, well, see, if it's football, it's do you understand the concepts? I don't know basketball that well to the point where I could say, do you Neither understand the concepts, right? right? Because if it's football, I'm like, dude, just understand the concepts. Like, understand what everybody's doing. And no matter where you are on the field, no matter the formation, you'll be able to go and have the right route. I was told by somebody close to the organization, not a media member, right. somebody who's close around the team all the time, mm-hmm. that by the end of the season, while a talented guy didn't fully have a grasp of what the Nuggets were doing on offensive and defensive sets. Well, that goes to two things. It goes to, number one, individually, right? It always goes to the player, number one. But number two, and I and I would imagine, and I know this is happening, the coaching. Are they helping him make sure that he understands what he needs to do? Because then, if he doesn't understand the playbook, then you cannot trade Monte Morris. There's no way that you can be able to do that. Because Monte Morris, I guarantee you, he knows, he knows the playbook. So why would you trade somebody away Again, we're talking about this team that's going to have three max players back, right? Um, And the expectation is Western Conference Finals, NBA Finals. Like, that's the expectation for this team. Why would you want to put somebody in for 10 to 15 minutes if they don't understand the plays when the majority of these playoff games are going to come down to a possession here, a possession there? Because they're probably betting on the come that he eventually will get it and the light bulb will fully go on. I'm not saying he's dim. And I'm not suggesting the light bulb was only 50% on. What I was told was he didn't have a full grasp 
of what was going on. But then again, let's be honest. He is a, a rookie. rookie. Yeah. What do you think they could, how hard do you think it'll be to trade trade Barton? No, it won't be that hard. I don't think it'll be that hard. I, I just I would just think what what they want in return, that might be difficult. Because what what are you going to trade him for? It's three and D. Three point shooter, defender. Somebody who could defend out on the wing. Good. Somebody who could No, no, but but I'm saying Good. how many teams will look and say, sure, we'll take Will Barton. We'll take that fifteen million. For this three and D guy that you're looking for, because he has one year left on his contract. So that what what team then? And I'm I'm trying to think a really team out that's loud. A, a team that's looking for an expiring contract. Houston, yeah. kind of a team that jumps to mind first. A, a um, team that's looking for an expiring contract mm-hmm. for a guy who has the potential to have instant offense. He is incredibly inconsistent. And the thing that bothered me about Will Barton, and I was on his case since day one, mm-hmm. uh, was never a big Will Barton fan. Uh, he had his opportunity this year to be the man with Murray and MPJ gone, and he completely underachieved. Agreed. So Agreed. But you're getting a guy who is talented, mm-hmm. who can put in 25 on any given night, mm-hmm. although sometimes he doesn't show up. $15 million is not a lot for a player to get that type of production 70% of the time. But again, it's an expiring contract. And... The thing about it is, again, is that you need somebody who could be able to defend because you can imagine all your scoring is going to be with <laughs> MPJ, Jokic, and Murray. Like, that's the majority of the scoring that you're going to have, right? I, I can promise you that when the Nuggets go free agent shopping, mm-hmm. unless you love the NBA or you are knee-deep in basketball and players' rosters, you're not going to know any of these guys. No. Because these guys are going to be defensive guys. That's all. And again, that's what they need. And you know what? When you grab those defensive guys, it helps out other liabilities as well, right? Jamal Murray coming back from that injured knee, right? There's defensive liabilities. Even when he was healthy, he had defensive liabilities uh-huh. on the floor, right? You already know about Michael Porter Jr. I mean, that's well documented what happens there. The reason you need defensive players is is because if we're being completely honest, mm-hmm. and Jokic has gotten better but he is the furthest thing from labeling him a rim protector. Right. Yeah. You don't have, with your top three scores, great defense. No. So you have to have defense in other places, and maybe those guys specialize in a Bruce Bowen type. But Bruce Bowen, but here's the thing with Bruce Bowen, though. He shot the three ball good enough for him to not be a liability on offense, okay. not to be a complete liability. And okay. that's what you're looking for. Somebody who can at least win... If you could cover everybody, when you are wide open, can you drill a three? Can you drill a mid-range well, jumper? Well, you're right. If you leave a guy wide open, right. you would hope that the guy can. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a good example. I'm going to go see you on you. Okay. Andre Roberson. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're Great not, example. You're not going to like this when I tell you this. Mm-hmm. I talked to, let's just say, somebody very, very high up at the CU basketball program. Mm-hmm. Very high up. And he and I talked after Robeson declared for the NBA draft. And I said, how big of a loss is it going to be? And he said, not as big as people think. Mm -hmm. And I said, why? He said, because every time we were on the floor offensively, it was four on five. He said, so we'll miss his defense. Right. But it was four on five every single time we played with him on the floor. They're not wrong. 
they're not wrong. I mean, you know what it reminds me of a little bit. And again, we're, we're surprised get... to hear you surprised to hear that quote. No, no, I'm not. the The person who told me this said it was four on five. No, because what happened when he got to the NBA? But it was four on five, right? But you know? he's still a very good defensive player. Yeah, very good. But but that's the deal is that you want somebody who is, if I may, right, use the Nuggets reference. You somebody like a Tory Craig, except can actually shoot a little bit better. A Tory Craig, I don't know why they let him walk. And neither do I. Right. That I, makes no no sense. A PJ Dozier. There you go. Now I don't know what his contract situation is. I know he was injured, mm-hmm. but I know they liked him a lot. Coming up after the break, we're going to do Mountain High Appliance just in case you missed it. What do you got, Danny? Nine notable NFL players looking for either a new contract or to be traded. We'll talk about that. We'll also get into last night's Game 3 of the NBA Finals and see if your position has changed on where you think this series is headed. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Adams and Goodman on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. On the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Justin Adams TV at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Justin filling in today and tomorrow for Terry as uh, Terry is taking a nice long break from me. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfields has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, CBS Sports took a look at nine notable NFL players who want either a new contract or to be traded. Those players were Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, Dalton Schultz of the Dallas Cowboys, Jesse Bates, Cincinnati free safety, Terry McLaurin, Washington wide receiver, Kenny Moore, Indianapolis cornerback, and Jordan Poyer, Buffalo free safety. Who are your uh, top two most likely guys that will be playing for another team this year? Baker Mayfield. Yep. (laughs) Took mine. Unless things continue. And you know what? I hope they do. I do too. For Deshaun Watson. Yes. 66 women Mm -hmm. over 17 months. And according to the New York Times, the Houston Texans set up a room for him. I thought they were a religious organization. (laughs) Maybe the room had rosary beads in it and a cross and some candles, and he took them in to pray. Right. And I could take it another step, but I will. We will lose our license if I say something else. Exactly. Um, yeah, definitely Baker Mayfield. Who who was one of the other players as well? 
I mean, you had a long list over there, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Kyler Murray, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf were Debo some Samuel. of the high-profile yeah. guys. You can, you can stop at Debo Samuel. Yeah, when do you think Debo. he'll be going? Uh, shoot. <laughs> Once he gets the first pass in a regular season game from Drew Locke. Once he realizes he's wide no, open no, and the ball no, goes you're, think, you're thinking of Metcalf. Metcalf, excuse me. That's Samuel. Metcalf. Metcalf. Yeah. Samuel with uh, San Francisco. He wants to leave. He badly wants to leave. I can't. I don't blame him. They're using him like a running back. Yeah, they are. And he needs to get paid. But, you know, the reality is, is that this is the way the NFL works, man. Either you get paid or you got to go somewhere else. And you know what? San Francisco says you're not going anywhere else. And guess what? It's not happening, especially right before the draft. Just in case you missed it, the Boston Celtics took a 2-1 lead over the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals last night with a 116-100 win at home. Uh, the Celtics had both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum play 40-plus minutes. Andrew Wiggins played 40 minutes for the Golden State Warriors. Klay Thompson had by far his best game of this series so far. Uh, Eric, yesterday you, Terry, and Sean from Windfall all said you were taking Golden State in the series. Has anything changed after last night's big win for Boston? Well, I'll, I'll start with this if, if uh, you'll allow me. Um, I think I said going into the series, my concern would be the strength of the Celtics front court. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Warriors are a backcourt-driven team. Yes. And the Celtics are a very good defensive team. And sometimes when a team wins a lot of championships with the same cast of characters, meaning the same core, you think, I can't bet against them. But as you know, I've liked Boston since before the start of the playoffs. I felt they would be in this position anyway, and I think they would have been, and they currently are, the most difficult matchup for Golden State. Uh, When I saw Boston destroy the Nuggets at uh, Ball Arena, and the way that they did it, and I looked at like the pieces they had, I'm like, this is the best team in the NBA. For today's NBA... This is the best team, and they're perfectly suited. So I said Celtics in six. I'm not surprised by what's happening right now, 2-1 Celtics. But I will say game four will go to Golden State. So I believe game four goes to Golden State. And I believe Boston actually walks back in to San Francisco and gets another W in game five. That would be huge. Yeah, I think Boston's probably the best matchup for them all along, Mm -hmm. too, Eric. And uh, Draymond Green fouled out later in that game, but... He obviously hasn't been as much of a factor as in some of those past championship teams that you referred to. Just in case you missed it, according to Front Office Sports, Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud signed an NIL deal with Sarchione Auto Gallery Uh for a $200,000 Mercedes G-Wagon, and he can swap that vehicle out every 45 days if he would like, so he can be driving around in a fresh new car uh, every couple of months or month and a half there in Columbus. What are your thoughts on this type of NIL deal and uh, specifically for C.J. Stroud? Hey, man, if you're good enough, go and get it. Get your money. Um, the running back for Texas, uh, I want to say, uh, don't, I'm not gonna, I don't want to mispronounce his name, but there's a running back for Texas who has a deal with Lamborghini. It is what it is, folks. This is the way that things are going with NIL deals. If you don't like it, tough. That's the way that college football is right now. It's not regulated. It is what it is right now. So you have a lot of deals like this. The head coach for Ohio State Mm -hmm. recently stood in front of his boosters and said, we need over a million dollars from all of you sitting in this room for NIL deals. Mm -hmm. I found that kind of ironic considering he gets paid, the head coach, and his name is slipping my mind right now. Oh, wow. Ryan Day. Ryan, Ryan Day. Day. There it he is. He gets paid between 9 and $10 million. You know what, pal? 
when you're making that type of money. Let's see how you can coach with three and four star recruits. Mm -hmm. Let's see how good you are. Listen, a, a lot of guys can coach five star recruits. Yes. And good for you that you can get those guys in Ohio State had that tradition well before you were born. You're making that money. Mm -hmm. Now go earn it. Eric, let's just call it what it is. Does Ohio State have the same record if you have the same talent as Rutgers? No. That's the quick answer. How about Minnesota? No. But when you have the talent that Ohio State has, the five-star recruits, the four-star guys, then you could go and put up the numbers that you put up and get paid nine mil a year like you are. Right, Bijan Robinson, by Bijan, the way, yeah, is God. the uh, Texas running back with the Lamborghini deal. You got to look at that Lambo he has. That by, thing. Oh, by the way, is he is Stroud going to be able to keep that car, or does he just get to drive it? Do you know, it's a good question. I, that is a great question. Well, I, I didn't get all that, the information. That's not an nil deal. deal to me. If I get to rent a car, that doesn't do me any good. And well, give me the like, car. It would be like leasing a car. I don't want to. No, but but when okay. So when he graduates and he's going to declare for the draft after this year, does he get a car? Probably. I hope so, because if he doesn't... That's not that's not a good deal. That's not a good deal. He should be able to get that car. That, that's a promotion for them. At the end of the day, I'd rather have cash. I want cash. I don't want a car. Because cash doesn't devalue. True. Cars do once you drive them off the lot. You know what I would like? I would like the cash, too. Inside that nice car. That's what I would like. I'm sure I'm sure that glove compartment is filled Ooh, buddy. with paper, and I'm not talking about checks that are blank. Amen. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. What I love about Mountain High Appliance is their sales staff, because when you make a purchase like an appliance, you know what? It, it's, not, it's not an inexpensive proposition. So you need to get what you want. You need to ask questions. You need to work with people that have the answers that you need to get you what you want, whether it's something to fit your budget or whether it's something high-end. Maybe they can help you design your entire kitchen. Don't go to a big box store. Go to Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, former Broncos quarterback Chris Sims, now an analyst, put together his top 40 quarterback list. We're not going to go over all 40. We'll let you know who's in the top five. We'll let you know if Russell Wilson's in it. We're also going to let you know where Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke are on that list. That's next. I can't.